Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, I speak with Olivia about her birth of her son, Gus. Olivia takes us through the hypnobirthing that she did prior to birth, as well as how she used that in her very fast labor, which almost ended up being in the car. And then she also takes us through her post-baby blues and how long that lasted and what she did to help with that. So enjoy the episode. Hi, Olivia. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hey, no worries. No, it's um, happy to be here. Awesome. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Yeah, so I'm Olivia. I live in Hamilton um, with my husband, Tom, um, our Labrador Luna, and we have a beautiful 11-month-old son, Gus. Lovely. Awesome. And do you want to take us through what the journey to pregnancy was like for you guys? Yeah, so it was very, very unexpected. Um, We weren't trying to get pregnant at all. I think I got pregnant probably around Christmas time, um, changing between two different contraceptive pills. So I think there just must have been kind of a crossover period um, <laughs> where it wasn't effective. So, um, yeah, so we found out that and I was just 25 and Tom and I had just got engaged and we'd bought a house and we kind of still wanted to do some travel and experience a bit more before having kids. But, um yeah, so it was really, really hard to deal with that. Um, but we, you know, we weighed up our options and ultimately decided to go ahead with everything. Um, and as much as it was a shock, um, we were, you know, in a pretty good situation. We'd been together for a really long time. Um, we were pretty financially stable. So I just thought it was, you know, such a blessing to be able to you know, conceive a baby so easily when so many people struggle or can't at all. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was probably two years or so too early, but that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you have many early symptoms or you missed a period? Um, yeah, so I I wasn't getting periods really that um, much when I was on the pill. Um, so then when we, um, it was probably when we got engaged in January, um, it was kind of the end of January that I started feeling a little bit sick. Um, and I think I was probably only, when I look back, it was, I was probably only four weeks pregnant then. Um, and I'd been nauseous for a couple of weeks. Um, so I think I got the nausea symptoms pretty early, but I've had a few sort of gastro issues, um, growing up. So I kind of just put it down to that. So I didn't really, um, think about it much, but, um, yeah, that was probably the only symptom that I had early on. Yeah. And did you end up taking a pregnancy test because you thought maybe something was a bit off or what led to that? Yeah, so we came back from being on holiday where we got engaged and then um, I was back at work and the nausea just was like crippling all day. Um, And I work as a um, veterinary technologist, so I was kind of on my feet all day. Um, 
Yeah. So it was really hard to kind of just push through with it. Um, and I just get really light. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is not normal. And I think I knew then that I was, I was definitely pregnant, but I kind of didn't want to yeah. believe it. So a couple of days later, I went home at lunchtime and just took a test. Um, and it was just clear, really clear <laughs> positive. So, um, yeah, that was it. So I think I just, sat in the bathroom for an hour just staring at the wall wondering what to do um <laughs> yeah but yeah so it was really really terrifying but um yeah and then I had to think about telling Tom um so he was away I think that whole week for work so I was just kind of stewing at home by myself because I wanted to tell yeah. him yeah so then I had to tell him when he came home and yeah it was a very big shock for both of us but um yeah, we got through that and we, yeah, just got on with everything and everything was pretty good from there. Yeah. Awesome. And what was the rest of your pregnancy experience like? Did you have many more symptoms as you progressed past the four weeks? Yeah. So I still had the sort of all day nausea. It wasn't as bad as obviously some people get. Um, and I probably had that up until maybe sort of 15, 16 weeks. And after that, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I stayed at work until I was almost 37 weeks. Um, and I stayed doing, I did like a pregnancy boot camp as well, um, that I did two or three times a week, um, my whole pregnancy and then just lots of walking and stuff. So it was fine. Just in the last few weeks, I just had really bad back pain. Um, and pelvic pain, but that was about it. I didn't really have any swelling or anything. Oh, and I had horrific heartburn. It was, that was probably the worst part of my pregnancy, <laughs> but, um, oh, I feel you. Oh that is God. horrible, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, but that was fine. I just went through about 10 bottles of Gaviscon while I was pregnant, but, um, yeah. I got through yeah. that. <laughs> so I was really, really lucky. Yeah. I think I had a really easy pregnancy compared to a lot of people. Yeah, awesome. And did you choose to do the sort of normal testing that you are offered? Did you do the gender testing at 20 weeks or what were your thoughts there? Um, so we just had the standard kind of first scan around six weeks, which was the aging one. Um, and then yeah. after that, it was pretty standard. I just had um, the usual 12-week one and then the 20-week one and we found out um, that we were having a boy at the 20 week scan or the week after that when we sort of just had like a bit of a gender reveal with our family. Um, so that yeah. was really cool that he was a boy and kind of feel like you just connect with them a little bit more um, when you know that they're a boy or a girl. So yeah, that was great. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And did you have much of a birth plan or an ideal sort of way that your birth would go? Did you do many, um, I guess, educational resources or anything like that before going into labor? Yeah. So we, um, I, I've always been like quite into labor and birth. Like I'm quite, I get quite <laughs> excited about it. I was really excited to go through it yeah. myself and I've had lots of friends go through it. So I read lots of books and, um, I was quite into the, um, hypnobirthing. So I wanted to really, um, research into that and put that into practice. So I had a couple of books on that and then a couple of books on um, childbirth without fear and I think there was another one just about gentle birthing um, and they were really, really helpful because um, I just wanted it to be like a really positive experience and me to not, you know, be 
afraid going into it, which I think so many people are. Like everyone says, oh, how are you feeling yeah. about it? And everyone always says, oh, I'm so afraid of the pain and how I'm going to get through it. But um, so, yeah, just changing your mindset to a positive mindset was just like a really big deal for me. Um, and it, it worked really well. And then we went, um, Tom and I went to an antenatal class just at the birth center. Um, and that was really good. Mostly like I already knew most of the stuff, but it was a nice refresher and it was really good for Tom to understand what was all going on and to meet some people. And we, we met really great people there. So that was a really good, um, part of the antenatal class. Yeah. Awesome. And did your labor end up starting spontaneously? Do you want to take us through that? Yeah. So, um, I think it was, it was a Thursday and, um, I had a midwife appointment that my mum had come down from Auckland for. So, um, I went and saw Fiona, my midwife. Um, and I'd kind of been feeling just a little bit off all day, um, just like a little bit nauseous again. Um, and I thought, oh, like maybe I'm getting sick or maybe I'm just really tired because it's just kind of the end of the um, pregnancy and I was feeling really, you know, heavy and pregnant. <laughs> and um, so I went to the midwife and I walked in the door and she took one look at me and was like, oh, you've got a long way to go, honey. Like he's so high up because um, he was like right tucked under my ribs and I feel like he had been there for a long time. So I was like, oh, this was really disheartening. But um, when she actually checked me, um, when she sort of like felt where he was, she was like, oh, no, like he's actually like I can't feel his head anymore at all. So his head's right down in there and really engaged. So and she was like, but his feet and his knees are still under your ribs. So he was just like really stretched out. And yeah, so she thought then that he might be a little bit bigger than we anticipated. Um, so she just thought, yeah, like it's going really well. He's ready to go. You know, it could be any time or it could be a couple of weeks away. He could just be happy in there. So I felt fine about that. Um, so then, yeah, my mum went home back to Auckland. Um, this was in the afternoon. And then it was probably about 7.45 at night. It's just before 8. And... I just started getting period kind of cramps um, on and off. And I was like, is this, some, is this happening now? Is this actually it? <laughs> and then, yeah, so I, that was obviously the start of my labor. Um, but I didn't want to call my mum back or tell Tom and get them all, you know, excited that things were happening. So a lot of the time people get contractions and then they kind of fizzle out and don't turn into anything so I thought I'd just be prepared and I went up and just got in the shower and just wanted to wash my hair and shave my legs and get all <laughs> prepared for everything um yeah and it all kind of just started from there I started after I got out of the shower I started timing the contractions just on a on the some phone app and it was really bizarre because straight away as soon as I started having these contractions that was they were a minute long and two minutes apart so it was kind of like a minute on a minute off straight away so I just kept thinking that this isn't normal I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be you know 20 minutes apart when they start and you're supposed to kind of ease into it um so yeah I just kept entering the contractions onto my contraction timer and every time I entered it it just came with a pop-up message of 
go to the hospital and go to the hospital and I just kept ignoring it because it couldn't possibly be right. I I was I had only been in labour for 20 minutes. It was about you know 20 past eight or quarter past eight at this time. So and I felt a little bit upset about it because I thought you know I thought I was quite tough and this was really really hard and. Yeah. So I was just surprised by how intense they were already and all I could think was how am I going to do this, you know, for 24, 30 hours like some people have to. And so at that point it was probably 8.30 um, and I went and got Tom who had conveniently just ordered some pizza um, and he was just relaxing downstairs and I had to tell him, you know, it's actually happening now. So he just got a few things ready Um and I called my, ended up calling my midwife about probably about quarter to nine. So I'd been in labor for an hour and she's great. I love my midwife. Um, and when I called her, she, you know, she just said, this is your first baby. Um, you know, you, if you were in active labor, you wouldn't be able to be talking through them. You know, give me a call, you know, in a few hours when you feel like you really need me. And so I hung up and just started crying because I was really upset about it. <laughs> but so I was kind of just breathing through them and I could breathe through them and they were fine. Um, they were still a minute long, two minutes apart. Um, but they were just getting more and more intense as time went on. And Tom was so good. Bless Tom. He was like, um, all the things that he learned in antenatal and he just kept saying, Oh, should I, should I get the heat pack? Like, should we do the massage that we learned? <laughs> and all, all I could do was just lie in the fetal position on my bed and just have nobody touching me. But um, I had this vision of, you know, being on my Swiss ball and being upright and walking around and getting back in the shower. And I just couldn't do it. All I could do was just lie on my bed. And that was kind of the only comfortable position I could be in, um, which, which was fine. Um, so time went on and it was probably about 9.30 that Tom ended up calling Fiona, my midwife, and kind of said, no, she, she really is working hard now and she needs to be checked now. So she ended up coming over. She lived quite locally, which was good. So she came to our house and just checked me. Um, and she came up and checked me sort of between contractions. And as soon as she checked me, she was like, oh, my gosh, we need to leave right now. <laughs> it's like you're probably nine centimeters already. So that was kind of like a bit of a – great moment for me because I just thought oh my gosh I'm not I thought she was going to say like oh you're three centimeters and I would have just died a yeah. little bit inside <laughs> um so I was really happy I was like oh that's okay like I've been you know I haven't been going through all this for nothing like I'm pretty much there so I was really excited about it so she was like okay we we can either stay here and we can have a lovely home birth or we can just all get in our cars and we'll just drive to the birth center. Um, but we've got to go kind of right now. Um, so Tom was really not comfortable with the idea of a home birth. So we decided to go, um, to the birth center, which was our normal plan. <laughs> and so it was, yeah, it was really, really intense at this point. So I was kind of trying to get off the bed and Tom was trying to find me some clothes to put on. And it was the weirdest sensation that I, they didn't really talk to you about it at antenatal class or anything. And apparently it doesn't happen to everyone, but as soon as I kind of rolled off the bed, um, I just started having these crazy pushing contractions where I kind of didn't have any control 
over my body at all. It just felt like all of my insides were just squishing together and I couldn't stop anything and I couldn't stop pushing. So I literally just came off the bed and just said, I need to push now. I can't, you know, I can't move. I'm, I'm not going to move from this very spot. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> and somehow I managed to get into the car actually. And, um, we started driving to the birth center and because, um, there's two birth centers in Hamilton and we had planned to go to Waterford, but there is another run River Ridge that's just probably three or four minutes closer. And we just had to go there, um, because it was that everything was happening that fast. So, um, yeah, I got in the car and it just felt like the longest five minute drive of my life. It was awful. <laughs> and so I was just having these pushing contractions the whole time and not knowing if my baby was going to be born in the car or what. Um, so it was pretty stressful. But yeah, we got, we actually drove through, um, a police checkpoint right before the birth center, which was, hilarious to look back on now um not so much at the time <laughs> um but tom just drove straight through it even though they were trying to stop us and then these yeah a police car came and actually chased after us all the way into the birth center car park and then obviously saw that oh my god they were in the birth center and they probably didn't want to go and investigate any further um as they saw me getting out of the car so i yeah i got out of the car and then my waters broke um, all through the car park. So that was great that it wasn't in the car. And then he pretty much just was like, I just said to Tom, he's coming right now. And I was walking into the birth center and kind of holding, stopping his head from coming out. <laughs> so, cause I didn't want him to fall on the, on the car park. So it was really, really yeah. crazy. So we had just got into the birth center. Um, and we got into a room there and I just got, onto the bed straight away. I was just on my hands and knees, I think, at first. But then my midwife was having a listen to him and his heart rate kept kind of dipping every time I was on my hands and knees. So um, I ended up actually being on my back, which, you know, I said that I never would do that because it seems really counterproductive being in that position. But, um, yeah, that was where he was happiest. So, yeah, I did that and then it was probably one push and his head came out and then another push and his body came out and that was kind of it. He just was in such a hurry and yeah, she just said, oh, his body is about to come out. So then she's like, if you, you know, reach down, you can, you can pull him out. And then so I went down and I felt his head out, which was the weirdest feeling, just feeling this like, wrinkly hairy yeah. head and yeah pretty much pulling this <laughs> slippery thing out but it was the most amazing thing and he cried straight away and then yeah he just kind of lay on my chest for a while and yeah it was pretty amazing yeah amazing incredible that it was so fast and that you ended up making it to the birth center I thought that, that yeah was and it was, so he was born at 10 30 so it was less than three hours the whole start to finish so it was pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And what sort of happened from there? Did you do skin to skin for a while and did you birth the placenta without needing the injection? Do you yeah, want to take so us we through just, that? Um, he just sort of hung out on my chest for quite a while. My midwife was really happy with him. He looked great and he, um, was just a little, having a little snooze there. Um, and my placenta came naturally probably, 
uh, maybe 20 minutes after that, and that was all fine. I did have quite a bit of bleeding, which I ended up getting an injection of vitamin K, I think, um, to help stop that, and that was fine. Yeah, and I remember thinking after he came out, oh, I wonder, like, if I had any tears or anything, and she, um, yeah, my midwife was like, uh, yeah, yeah, there was quite a lot of damage. So I think because he just came so quickly and my body didn't really have that much time to sort of stretch and <laughs> prepare for that to happen. So yeah, I had quite a bad secondary tear that she said was still quite thin, so kind of almost a third degree. So I was really, really surprised though, because honestly for that, the actual pushing part of labor and giving birth, I didn't even find it really painful. It was just so intense that I felt like I didn't really even push that much. It was kind of like my body was pushing him out. But I think that's when I got the tear because I couldn't really stop pushing when she was telling me to. And when his head was coming out, I guess my body just pushed him straight out and (laughs) I should have tried to not do that. Um, And maybe I would have stretched a little bit better. But um, yeah, (laughs) so I had quite a bad secondary tear that she ended up repairing there. That was kind of the biggest drama of the whole birth because she was in she injected me with um local around that area and then she started but I could still feel everything I was like I know I can still feel like everything that you're doing so then she gave mm. me some more and it still didn't work which is so weird and she just said I don't like I can't give you any more um we can either transfer to the hospital and you can get an epidural and have it done or you can kind of just suck it up and um, just get through it here. And I just thought I've I've just pushed out a nine-pound baby in three hours with no pain relief, no gas. I'm not going to go and get an epidural after all of that. That was just ridiculous. And Gus was just asleep on me right now and on my chest, and I just thought I'm not going anywhere. Like I just want to be in this moment forever. So I ended up just kind of – getting through that and she yeah it took yeah probably 20 minutes of her stitching and me just feeling everything so that was kind of the worst part of it for me but um Mm, I was pretty lucky to have an amazing the rest of my birth was really really amazing and even after he was born my first thought was that wasn't as bad as I thought that was okay So it was really, really good. Um, and my mum had come at this point as well. So she had, she was racing back from Auckland to come down um, for the birth, but she missed him by about half an hour, but that was fine. So, yeah, she kind of mm. looked after me while I was getting that done, and then Tom had some skin-to-skin with him, which was really nice. Yeah, awesome. And what was the plan from there? So we, yeah, kind of just packed up everything at River Ridge and um, I'd had a shower there and got Gus all dressed and then we went and drove um, a few minutes away to Waterford and everyone there was so amazing so we just got there and they made us some toast and we just kind of got ready for bed and just went to bed and we stayed in the birth centre for we stayed that night um, which didn't really count as a night and then two more nights after that so it was really yeah it was the best thing being at the birth centre for those few days Um, it was a really big help for us yeah awesome and after those few days you obviously went home how did you find that experience taking home your newborn baby and I guess a massive life adjustment really exciting taking him home um 
we had had quite a lot of visitors through the birth center, so it was kind of nice to go home and have a bit of time with just us three. It was really, it was really scary going home when you have midwives at the birth center, you know, there all hours of the night to help you with anything. And I think it was probably day three that I just, I think I just got hit with the baby blues really, really hard. And I think I was just in tears most of the day for the next few weeks, probably. It was, it was really hard. I think he, um, he was just such a big, hungry baby and he just fed so much that, um, when my milk came in, I think it was just so overwhelming, all the hormones and all of the energy you're expending breastfeeding. And so I kind of lost all of my appetite after I had um, got home, just I think with kind of the stress of the newborn and the sleep deprivation and all of the hormones and stuff. So um, I just yeah felt really nauseous and anxious and didn't want to eat anything. So the first few weeks were really tough and I I think I put on maybe 18 kilograms when I was pregnant and then by the time he was a month old I'd lost all of that and an extra five so he was just I felt like he was kind of just sucking the life out of me so I was in this constant kind of shaky weak (laughs) you know feeling really average stage for the first few weeks so that was really really tough but yeah he was yeah, he was a really good baby for the first couple of weeks. I thought, you know, he was a real dream and really, you know, what I expected. But, yeah, so it definitely could have been worse. Yeah, and how were you finding your physical recovery during that time? Obviously, you needed stitches and you had a really fast labor. So how um, did you find that? So obviously that? straight after my birth, I think there was some degree of being in a bit of shock for a while. Um, and I think it kind of lasted probably a decent yeah. couple of days that kind of shock that my body went through um the the stitches were they were pretty good I think probably for a week they were quite you know uncomfortable and I had to be pretty careful about where you know how I was moving and getting upstairs and stuff but um yeah I I had a really really good physical recovery um in that sense and pretty much by the week after that, they were my stitches had pretty much dissolved, and yeah, I was feeling really good. I was out walking, and otherwise, yeah, I didn't really have any issues. It was it was much much better than I thought it would be. The physical recovery, yeah, yeah, awesome. And were you having regular midwife visits during that first sort of period after taking him home? And were you also talking with her about? How you were feeling, maybe? With yeah, a bit of so the she was blues. really great. She was coming around every sort of few days for the first um, couple of weeks, and I said how you know I've just been really upset about everything, and she gave me some really good resources, and you know gave me some tips of how to get through it, and you know just using your support system and stuff. But yeah, I think it was mainly just hard, you know, your such a massive adjustment and such a change to your life and you you're really yeah. not getting much sleep you're using so much energy breastfeeding and you know being there for your baby and you don't know if you, what you're doing is the right thing and you just feel like you're kind of never good enough and yeah so it was it was a really tough first few months 
I think I probably cried every day for three months straight. But yeah, I think you've just got to really utilize all of your support system that you have and especially other people that are going through the same thing as you. So people that are in, that were in our antenatal class, you know, they're my best friends now and going through the same thing that they were going through. It's so much easier when you can talk to somebody about it. And what about your hypnobirthing um, and calm birthing resources that you used before your birth? Did you find that they were helpful at all during your labor or you sort of forgot about them because you were having such a, um, not a hard time, but I guess the contractions were so close together? I was practicing all of the techniques you know, in the weeks leading up to it. And I just, I felt so prepared for everything. And then once it hit me for the first, for the time that I had at home, it was good. Like I was using the breathing techniques and I never really felt scared or anything. Um, so I think it worked really well for that, but as it got more intense and it happened yeah, quite quickly, I really struggled to use the techniques after that. Um, I feel like you kind of need that first stage of labor where everything's kind of just getting started and pretty manageable to kind of get in the zone. And I couldn't really, I couldn't really get in the zone when that was happening. But um, yeah, I never really felt like I felt a little bit panicked at some points, just thinking like, this is not normal. This is really, this is so much faster than I thought. So yeah, that was probably the only part of me that sort of panicked was at that point but um, I think that was probably in the point of transition as well so it was kind of expected but yeah overall it was still really really beneficial to use those resources and I still feel like it was the best experience ever and I just I'd do it all the time if I could because it was such a great time so (laughs) I definitely have come away from it still being really really positive and happy about it yeah Oh, awesome. And how has your breastfeeding journey gone? Pretty much. I think he latched on probably five minutes after he was born, maybe less. Um, so he just was just on there straight away. He has <laughs> always been a really, really great feeder. He's always been quite, um, quite a gentle but efficient feeder. Um, so I had kind of the, a bit of nipple trauma for the first week or so, but, after that, it's just been perfect. So we're really lucky and I've had, I've had three lots of mastitis, which has been a real pain, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know what brought that on either. I don't think it was anything that we were doing wrong. I think I was just a little bit susceptible to it. Yeah. So it's, we're 11 months on and yeah. still going really well and, um, yeah, no plans stopping anytime soon anyway so it's been really really great so it's it's just been the best thing for bonding with him it's mm-hmm. my absolute favorite part of being a mum at the moment is having that special time with him yeah so I'm not ready to give it up just yet <laughs> yeah oh, lovely awesome and is there anything else that you'd like to share or include in your birth story before um, we close I think it's just really important that people know how normal it is to feel really upset after giving birth and often you don't know that you know know even why you're feeling upset you know you've just got this beautiful baby and I was so happy you know that he was here and he was the greatest thing ever and you know I just loved him so much but at the same time I was just so sad all the time and I feel like that's normal for the first you know couple of weeks afterwards but 
after that, if you're still feeling like that, it's it's not normal and it's not something that you have to just push through. So it's really, really good to be able to talk to someone about mm-hmm. it and, you know, work through what issues you're having and sort it out and, you know, don't just live with it because it just eats away at you and it's an awful thing. And motherhood can just be really, really lonely sometimes and you just feel like you're the only person in the world that's having to deal with this in the middle of the night and um, it's really not like that. So, yeah, it's really important to have, you know, a really yeah. good support system and people that you can just talk to. I think I talked to, you know, my mom and my sister and my friends from Asian Idol, you know, multiple times a day, every day, and it just makes you feel so much better when, you know, everyone else is going through the same thing or, you know, just has your back. And, yeah, so it was really, really important to do that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And I think it's important to be talking to people, even if that means that you're talking to a professional and seeking help that way. I think it's really important. So thank you. Awesome. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story with us all. So thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at KiwiBirthTales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you.